uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. What about us? <laughs> So, who was that? Taylor Swift asking? I think it is. It is the Krellcast. I am Krell. So glad you are joining me. What about us? I don't know if that's Taylor Swift. I, I wouldn't know a Taylor Swift song if it came up and slapped me. I'd be like, why are you slapping me? I'm a Taylor Swift song. Well, don't be smacking me. Uh, so glad you are having a Friday with me. It's Friday in December, baby. In December. And we have a lot to talk about. I'm not sure in any particular order. And maybe y'all will hate it. But I'm charting in Canada right now, number 220 in Canada on the Apple podcast. Hi, Canada. Uh, and a Canadian has had me thinking nonstop uh, for the last, like, 24 hours. I mean, just questioning everything, you know, really. And it's a Canadian that has made me suddenly question my very existence. So we're going to talk about that. Maybe you too. And I don't mean you too. They're Irish. Uh, also, oh, the opera over an American being released by Russia because she was black and a lesbian. Even my neighbor was like, I would have rather we traded for the Marine. Well, yeah, me too, but not either or. It's like one, the other, whatever. Well, she's a criminal. Yeah, she did bring pot to Russia, but should you be made a pawn for Vladimir Putin? So we're going to, well, let's just start with that. Because a lot of people are upset about that. And I'm all, you know what? Do not be upset because an American got released by Russia. Well, we gave up this arms dealer. This arms dealer who, number one, was going to get out of jail in three to five years anyway. Uh, and number two, uh, you know, if you saw the movie with Nicolas Cage, it's, that's the guy. Uh, and number two, the biggest arms dealer in the world. The biggest. Guess who it is? Guess who the largest arms dealer in the world is? Guess. Come on. Come on. Now, some of you might have guessed and said, oh, the United States, but you didn't go far enough, honey. You, you are the biggest arms dealer in the world. You sell more military weapons that you produce for profit to other countries than any other country. That's you, you and me, because our money that we make and we earn and give to them goes to make these weapons of war and then we sell them we you and i we the people honey we are the biggest arms dealers in the world so stop acting like releasing some arms dealer to russia is a terrible thing well he sold them to terror oh there goes my inner voice of geraldine again well he sold them to terrible people horrible people that did terrible things honey when you on the other end of a weapon of war you don't really care about the mission at that point or the cause because you're about to die okay so don't tell me that some causes are just and other causes are unjust dead is dead ask the ukrainians you know don't don't talk to me about just wars there's no such thing just no such thing unless they're invading your shores which no one has in our 240, what, five-year history, no one has invaded our shores since the Revolutionary War. No one. Every war that we've participated in, all the money we've spent on war has been someplace else. Give me this stuff. So we, you and I, are the biggest arms dealers in the world. So releasing one to Russia, big wow. Who cares? Uh, and who cares that he, he provided weapons to questionable individuals? So do we. Because who do you think made the weapons that this arm dealer sold? Russia, the United States. 
He just got them from people that we sold them to. He might have stolen them, he might, whatever. But when you deal arms, you deal arms. There's no honor among thieves. We're arms dealers, you and I. So how dare us condemn him? I bet he felt the same way, too. Meanwhile, Brittany, her big crime in Russia is being black lesbian and carrying some pot at the airport. In America, they would have just thrown it out. They would have said, oh, throw this away. And that would have been that. Over with. No charges. No nothing. Even if they were traveling internationally at customs and they were coming in and they had marijuana, they would just go get, throw that away. Oh, no. But when you can make an international incident out of it and then get a pawn to use in a game of chess that we've been playing with this stupid-ass Russia since I've been born. And I was born in the wake of the Cuban Missile Crisis, November 1962. It ended October 1962. Kennedy was my first president because he was president for a year before I, he was assassinated in 63. Oh, yes. I lived. I lived through the wake of the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was one, but I remember. I was swinging. Uh, anyway, so we have this ridiculousness going on about Brittany. Uh, I don't mean Spears. Uh, that ridiculousness has been going on for like 20 years. I mean, this Grenier lady, the, the basketball player, the lesbian, the mother, the wife, the other. The media's painting her like patron saint of the lesbians. Oh, my God. They're like, oh, this wife and this baba. Oh, she's a big old lesbian playing basketball, playing pot smoking, tattooed playing woman. And the only reason you care about her is because Vladimir Putin cared about her and because she can play basketball. If she was like every other black woman in America, not only would you not care about her, but you'd let her go to jail for as long as you wanted. Stop acting like you care about black women. This country suddenly, oh, we care about her. You don't care about her. She's a black woman. You don't care about black women. You let black women fall into... Black women are the backbone of the black community, not black men. Oh, I'm sorry, black men. You might look good and have the goods, but you are not the backbone. It is the black women, honey. They are the ones that keep that community together. From the Rosa Parks to the Maya Angelou's on to the mammies that birthed all the babies and took care of them during times of horror. These women, these are the ones. Props to Lizzo, by the way, for accepting her People's Choice Award and bringing out fabulous women, including Breonna Taylor's mother. Oh, my throat's getting rough. Am I, do I have the COVID? I tested myself this morning. It was negative. I'm going to test again tomorrow. Everyone I know has the COVID. Irma has the COVID. Hannah has the COVID. Everybody's got COVID. Here's some COVID. There's some COVID. Everywhere's some COVID. So it's, it's blooming in LA. It's blooming in Nevada. It's, it's up everywhere. The pandemic never ended. Y'all just acted like it. Y'all were running around. Tra-la-la-la-la-la-la. Look, no pandemic. Just going out to events, going to dinner parties. Mask. What mask? No, the mask you started wearing in L.A. went back to the ones on the inside, you know, where you lie to the world about who and what you are. Uh, but the ones on the outside, no, those are gone. And then, shock, cow surprise, COVID's back. <gasps> Y'all, it never left. Oh, and it's back reinfecting people, infecting new people. I'm still, I'm on the hill. I have not had it yet. I might have it right now. We'll see. Uh, it, you know, check my social media, which is not Twitter. Oh, there's an announcement. Elton John left Twitter. Harvey Feinstein left Twitter. I'm leaving Twitter. <laughs> I am leaving it. I'm not even going to post there for the show. I don't want anything to do with that social platform. It is dangerous. It is spreading misinformation about COVID, about 
politicians. It is letting these right wingers, you know, Elon Musk is a right winger and he is enabling these people and it's turning into a cesspool. It really is. And any credible media that stays on there or any, cre you know, today, Gallica, the gay and lesbian entertainment critics had a board meeting and they voted whether or not to stay on Twitter and a narrow by a narrow vote. They're staying on for the duration and they're going to reassess after award season, which I understand. But, you no, know, it's time if you have any morals or any principles, it's time to leave Twitter. Uh, and I mean that. I hate that I'm losing, going to lose the four or 5,000 followers that are there. Please go follow me on Instagram. I hate him too. I hate Mark Zuckerberg. But until there's, you know, something, and I might create something. Remember I used to have the bulletin board togetherwith.me? I might put that back up for my listeners to go and talk. So anyway, I'm leaving Twitter. Elton John has, many others have. I'm leaving it. I, I don't want to be on there anymore. It's just not, it's not a platform I wish to be on. I just, it takes, it takes up too much of your life. It causes you stress and anxiety. It doesn't really disseminate information that you can't get elsewhere because the media monitors Twitter. Let them, let the media monitor Twitter. I'll monitor like ABC News. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need to know. I, I can know 30 seconds later than everybody else. Okay, I really can. So, yeah, so um, that's, that's happening. Brittany Grenier came back, and she's in Texas now, <laughs> which is pretty much like Russia, right? I mean, was that like, is Texas the decompression tank for Russia? Is that Once you leave Russia, you go to Texas, uh, and then you can be released into other states, and you will join the freedom and all of that. Uh, but so anyway, so she's there. People are mad because she got released, and the Marine didn't. I'm not mad at either. Uh, they're both they're both pawns in a game that Vladimir Putin is playing with our president. It's unfortunate and it's horrible that politicians to this day play with human lives, but they do. You know, so what can you do about that? Uh, so that's a big, huge story in the news. And I just wanted to tell you that I'm not upset that she's home. I do believe she broke the law. OK, so she was stupid. But we don't put incredibly stupid people in jail necessarily for victimless crimes. Having cannabis in your bag at the airport is a victimless crime. Any country could have just said dispose of that. It wasn't heroin. It was, it was pot, pot cartridges. So it wasn't even flour. It was, it was a cartridge. So, so liquid. You know, it wasn't nitroglycerin or toxins. So... You know, she served time in jail. Her punishment fit her crime. She won't make that mistake again. Welcome back. You know, she's an American. She's been released from Russia. I'm not going to say that someone else deserved it more. They're not, we're, you know, back in the days of Rome, you never messed with a Roman. Because if you did, no matter what village, no matter where you were, whether if, when a Roman wandered outside of Rome, nobody messed with them in strange villages if they knew they were Roman because they knew. If you harmed one Roman, the Romans would come and decimate your village. Even if you just hurt one Roman, if that Roman could get back and say, I was hurt in that village, they would literally go and destroy the entire village. And everybody knew that, so they didn't hurt Romans. I'm just saying. We're supposed to be the biggest, freest, mightiest nation in the world. But Vladimir Putin has no problem hurting Americans. Why? Are we not as fearful as Rome? I guess not. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Canadian that has totally 
upset me and how it just it fit into this flow of a conversation that I was having with Steve Cabral. Um, Steve sent me a list of people that died in 2022 that were, you know, influential to him or, you know, in some way role models uh, or, you know, they in, in, they, they in some way had uh, something to do with his childhood. Uh, and, and, you know, he's like, this is, this is upsetting. You know, these people, they meant a lot to me. Uh, and I, you know, and as I was looking at the list, uh, he had left off, uh, Kirstie Alley. I said Kirstie Alley wasn't on here because he had Olivia Newton-John, Leslie Jordan. And these are the people we lost in 2022. So screw you, 2022. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, Leslie Jordan, Angela Lansbury, Judy Tenuta, Loretta Lynn, Queen Elizabeth, Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode, Ray Liotta, Naomi Judd, uh, Estelle Harrison, Madeline Albright, William Hurt, Bob Saget, Sidney Poitier, Irene Cara, and then I said, well, you forgot Kirstie Alley. And he said, well, you know, she became this maggot and, you know, all this other stuff. Which, by the way, before she died, she, she denounced Donald Trump before she died. Um, not like at her deathbed. She wouldn't like lying on her bed and said, by the way, I detest Trump. No, that wasn't her last words. But she had moved away from Trump uh, prior to dying politically. Uh, still a conservative whack job Scientologist, but had moved away from Trump. And from what I'm told by Harvey Weinstein, very gay inclusive. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a qualm with Kirstie, actually. So when I said that to Steve about Kirstie, I said, is our legacy really our biggest screw up? Is that how we are remembered in history, in our family history, with our friends? Are we really remembered by our biggest screw up. Oh, there's the philanderer. There's the cheater. There's the there, there's the addict because they could label me, you know, there's Charles. He used to do 100 oxycontin a day, not 100, 100 milligrams. Uh, not 100 pills. Woo! <laughs> I know people that do though. Uh, or did back in the day, back at the height of the epidemic uh, of the 5 milligram ones, they would literally take 100 a day and their liver would blow out because they, you know. Uh, anyway, so are we remembered by our, our mess up? And one answer is it depends on how big that mess up is. If your mess up is you kill someone, then yeah, you will probably always have that attached to your obituary. If, if your mess up is, you know, you, you instigated a coup, uh, stole classified documents. Yes, that'll probably be how you're remembered. But, you know, what if when you were in your 20s, let's say you date raped somebody? What about that? When you die at 80, are you still the date rapist? Well, yes, if you did it once. What? We talk about forgiveness. You know, they say forgiveness is divine. It's not. Forgiveness is absolutely human. Only a human can grant forgiveness, not a deity, only a human. And forgiveness actually means really forgiving. Well, not forgetting. Yes, actually. I don't know who said I can forgive but not forget, but whoever they were were emotionally selfish. Because don't forgive something that you're not willing to forget. Otherwise, you don't forgive it. Whoo! It's getting, it's getting deep in here, child. Lordy, let me just look down and see if the water's rising. But it's getting deep because, and that's the truth, though. Don't forgive something you cannot forget because you don't forgive it then. You don't let it go. And forgiveness truly means letting it go, which means that when someone has a mess up, if they end up being okay, 
you don't define them by their mess up. Now, I ain't talking Adolf Hitler here. I ain't going all yee or Kanye and saying, well, Hitler had some good points. You know, should he be? No. When your mess ups are genocide, you know, that sort of stuff. No, that's that's always who you're going to be. That's why you don't do that stuff. If you're a racist, you'll be remembered as a racist. So don't be a racist. If you're a homophobe, you'll be remembered as a homophobe. So don't be a homophobe. If you're an asshole, you'll be remembered as an asshole. So don't be an asshole if you don't want to be remembered these ways. And I guess that really is what it comes down to. That no matter what you do, what accomplishment you accomplish, it won't matter because you're going to be judged by your worst mess up. And you can imagine why many people quit and give up then and just keep messing up like Donald Trump. They figure, what the hell? You know, what have we got to lose? You're already going to define me. People that get out of jail, ex-cons, they say they often return to a life of crime because we make them. We always define them as an ex-convict, not as someone who has paid their debt. They're out there. We don't know. We don't forget or forgive that. We, we punish them for the rest of their lives. And so they go back to crime. Why? Because you think they're criminals anyway. See what I'm saying? Are we defined? Taylor Dane, great singer, fun entertainer. Always done a lot of gay pride festivals and stuff. I loathe her now that she's performed at Mar-a-Lago a couple times. So she did two things. She performed for Trump twice, and I'm, I'm done with her. I don't need any Taylor Dane in my life. You know, prove your love. No. So to me, she will be remembered as a Trump supporter. Her mess up. I'm as guilty about this as the next person. And I started thinking about that, about legacies and how we're kind of defined by our mess ups. And then as I started thinking about all this, Celine Dion comes on, right? And she's, she does this, this video where she is crying. Celine, crying. And it's about her having stiff body syndrome, SBS, one in a million people. And she is one in a million, right? One in a million people get it. Your trunk and torso begins to stiffen because your nerves keep sending the muscles, uh, the impulse to tighten. So they cramp and they spasm. And after they spasm for so long, they just tighten and lock up. They don't know when the spasms are going to happen. So they start fearing, can I walk? Because they can fall down at any point. It affects the throat, the chest, the singing. And many neurologists have said, you can have a mild case of it and live a pretty normal life with medications like benzos. Or it gets worse and worse. And many said, if she has the kind that gets worse and worse, she will not be able to continue being Celine Dion. And when I saw her video and then researched how horrible of a, a disease stiff body syndrome is, it's horrible. Your legs, your arms, it causes cancers because of the acids that the muscles are giving out from being spasmed all the time. And you can get lung cancer, you can get liver cancer, kidney cancer, stomach cancer, torso cancers. All of these things that she's now facing. And the spasms that she's been talking about have probably been knocking her down. She was probably on benzos when she did the video. And I just sat there and I thought, this is from the category of 
as a human being, you cannot have it all. Period. And I know you're thinking, oh, some people do. No, they don't. You cannot. It's a myth that you can have it all and be happy. Everything is temporary. Your state of being right now is temporary. If you're ill, you may get well again. If you're sick, you know, with a, with a chronic illness, even your state you're in now is temporary. And if you're healthy, that's temporary. It's all temporary. So to say that I'm, you know, I look at Celine and I envy. So then, see, that's my, my problem. That's my sin is envy because I truly envy her. She gets to be who she, you know, singing and using her talents and having these big shows and, you know, getting great songs from David Foster. And, you know, I'm like, God, that's just an incredible career. And I would say to myself, I wish I had such a career. I mean, it, it's incredible. And then she lets me know that, that I'm fine, that I'm okay being me. I was once told by my friend David G. Hall that Steve Jobs would give anything to be me at that moment because Steve had passed and I was having trouble. And he said, you know, even given all your troubles, Steve Jobs would still kill to be you because at least you're alive. You know, I have spent my life trying to figure out what I want to be. You know, right before I came on air, I sang this song, A Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand, and I sang the hell out of it. And I was jazzed, and I wanted to come on air and just sing it for you guys, because I thought, God, I love singing that song. And I just wanted to sing it for you. Oh, no, you better not. First of all, you do a talk show. Second of all, you know, maybe they don't like when you sing, and maybe, maybe they don't think you're a good singer, and maybe they, you know, maybe you should just stick to talk. The same little thing that's been in my head for 40 years that stopped me from doing more than dabbling in music. Even though in the 90s, my dance album went top 10. Even though I was called the next Sylvester that, that Jimmy Somerville has nothing up on me. And even now with Stronger Together as producers are saying, wow, this is great. Your baritone vocals are great. Even as all that happens, I still doubt and question. And you know who is a successful singer? People who don't doubt or question, whether they have a voice or not. People that have little frail voices have big recording careers because they want to and they believe they can. I guess I never believed it. I know that today's a deep show, but I, I guess I never did. I guess I never really believed that I could get a Grammy, that I could be on that stage performing. I guess I always thought I'd be backstage covering it. At least I would be there. And that self-doubt comes from being a fat gay kid in the 60s and 70s and, and, on, and in the 80s and AIDS and all of that. I know where all my self-doubt comes from and hate self-loathing and all that. But Celine made me realize that you don't get it all. You never get it all. And if you get it all, it's temporary. <laughs> you only have it all for a little while. And that made me realize that we're all pretty okay so long as we're upright and we're not facing, you know, stiff body syndrome, leukemia, multiple sclerosis like uh, uh, Christina Applegate. So many people my age are now facing these enormous challenges. And right now, outside of my back and my aorta and my AFib, 
which are all manageable, and that may require open-heart surgery. And that's a big deal. But at least there's a treatment. They didn't say you have a condition in your heart that's one in a million. There's absolutely no treatment for it. The one treatments we have don't really work. They might work. They can work, and there's hope. But it could get bad and untreatable. They didn't say that. They said when it reaches this size, we go in, we operate, we make it so it's not going to burst. That's what they said. They said 97% success rate. That's what they said. They didn't say it's just going to progress and you're going to just until you're gone. 10% of the people with stiff body syndrome spontaneously die because of the acids and things in their body. It effect, then affects their heart, which is a muscle, and their heart stiffens and they die. Selena's facing that. She's read that on Wikipedia. Trust me. She's facing it. She's facing not touring ever again. If, this, if it's bad, we don't know how bad it is. If it's bad, she may never tour again. Now, there is stem cell research, and it needs money, and she has it. So this might be a very good thing for stiff body syndrome sufferers. That's an odd silver lining. So I just want you to, as we go into this holiday, I want you, because we often get depressed, we often feel less than or, or feel that we don't have enough, that we didn't give enough or that we didn't get enough or that, you know, whatever, that we don't have enough people to be around, that we don't have enough presence under the tree, whatever it might be. I want you to, to know, A, it's temporary, and B, that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter so long as you are up and you are able because everybody is facing a challenge, not just you. Everybody has enormous challenges that they face because you don't get it all. You can never walk away from being human. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much success you have, you can never not be human. Oh, you may not act human, Trump, Elon Musk, whatever, but you still are. And no matter how successful or rich or how talented, you're still human. So as a human, you're going to have stuff. You're going to have it. And that's the great equalizer, isn't it? She's facing horrible, and yes, she'll have the best doctors, the best care, and should she fall ill, she won't end up in some godforsaken nursing home somewhere in her own urine because she doesn't have health care insurance. So it could be a lot worse. But at the same time, she's been famous since she was 16. So almost 40 years, and now this is how the career ends like Linda Ronstadt, who cannot sing anymore, Julie Andrews, who cannot sing anymore. You never get it all. But hopefully, you just get enough. So that should be your goal, enough. Do I have enough? Not do I have it all, but do I have enough? I have enough if you're here with me. I am Corel. You be who you want to be, so I don't hurt anybody. Hey, Patreon subscribers, we're doing a Zoom Christmas call. I'm going to send you the link, and we're going to do it next week. We're going to sit and chat and sing Christmas carols and hopefully drink uh, something, even just homemade eggnog. 
Uh, so that's coming for all the Patreon subscribers. I hope all you Patreon subscribers can actually make it. That would like a seven, that'd fill the room with like 70 people. That would be so fabulous. So I hope you all can make it. Uh, if you want to come, then you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, okay? Please subscribe. We're almost up to 2,000. You're like, 2,000? I know, but I'll take it. You know, we're at 1.8, 1.85. So how about some of you subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. I'm going to be treating YouTube and Instagram like my social media. So I'll be posting things there. I mean, why tweet? I can talk. <laughs> you know, why not just post a little video at Instagram or at my website, reallycorel.com? I mean, come on. You don't need the Twitter. I can post all over the place. So please uh, subscribe down below and like this video if you like it. If you don't like it, I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll be back on Monday. Uh, yeah. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the app store of your choice now.